0: Hey friends, and welcome to the Roadie Living Room. I know some of you have been here to visit at one time or another, and Haley and I have planned on trying to find ways to have more of you over, but this isn't quite what we imagine. Um, but we do hope, our family hopes, that you are safe in your own homes, that, that uh, you are, are staying somewhat sane in, in the middle of the craziness that is going on uh, around us right now. For the last few months, we have been journeying through the Sermon on the Mount together. We started looking at the Beatitudes where Jesus blesses those who hurt, those who are in need, and those who are are helping other people. And and then we, we turn to the Salt and Light passage where Jesus tells us that we are called to radiate joy and to bring flavor into our communities and over the last couple of weeks, we've, we've talked about some of the standards that Jesus sets for his community, where he opens up what, what he would have known to be scripture, and he says, you've heard what it was said, but I say to you, and really all of those passages are about how we love God and how we live in community with one another. Uh, this weekend, we are looking in Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34, and um, I'm going to be reading from the ESV version, which is a little bit different than what we normally have on Sunday morning. Uh, But I invite you to to pull out your Bibles at home and and follow along with whatever version you have. And as we open God's word, will you please pray with me? Gracious and loving God, we, we thank you so much for um, your word and for the opportunity to gather even even in, in something like this uh, digitally or virtually or or however you want to call this and uh, god as we turn to your word we ask that you give us ears to hear what you have for us and lord i ask that you would take my words and that you would use them for your kingdom we pray these things in your name amen so we're in matthew chapter 6 starting at verse 25 a, a timely passage for what we are dealing with um, today. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. It is not, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They, they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds even them and are not, uh, not And are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to the span of your life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and is tomorrow thrown into the oven... Will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows what you need. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious. Do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is it its own trouble. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I was talking with my oldest daughter about... Uh, missing school this week and all of the, the different things that are going on in our world and in our community. And I said, you know, one day, one day your kids are going to be reading or going to be uh, sitting in school in history class and, and they're going to be reflecting on what we are going through right now. I said, I, I've never experienced anything like this in, in my life and, and really your grandparents haven't even experienced anything like this in their lives. The reality is the world, the entire world is affected by this virus. Last weekend, I was supposed to be in Seattle with a, a small group of guys that, that I've known for over 20 years. Uh, it's a group of guys who know me well. We, we support one another. We hold each other accountable. Uh, usually when we get together, we read scripture together, and then we, we spend some time praying, and we talk through our roles as husbands and dads and, and what are our roles in, in leadership at, at work look like. Well, as news about the virus spread, it became more and more apparent that we weren't going to be able to, to go to Seattle for our trip. So we had to find another place, a place somewhere more more locally where we could gather together. And as the news changed by the hour, as we looked for, for a place to go somewhere in, in Southern California, it got to the point where the, the guy who lives in Seattle who was supposed to be with us wouldn't be able to join us at all. He wouldn't be able to get on a plane. Everyone in the world is affected by this virus. Some of us are are, are like us. They're, they're just inconvenienced. We've, we've had to cancel trips. We've had to navigate the world of, of unexpected homeschooling with our kids. Some of us are, are looking at the economy and we are absolutely terrified by what we see. Some of us are, are looking uh, at... at physically going to work and realizing that when we go to work we're not only putting those with whom we work at risk but we're putting those whom we return home to at risk as well and some of us are are sick or we have compromised immune systems of some sort and and, and this virus is just paralyzing so we hear this part of Jesus' sermon on the mount where, where he says therefore do not be anxious about your life or don't worry. And I don't know about you, but I want to say, really, Jesus, really, don't worry, really. So right before Jesus gets to to this section on on worry, he talks about uh, how we give, how we give of ourselves. And he he talks about uh, how we should view our, our stuff and how we should pray. It's where we get the Lord's prayer. And where Jesus talks about how we can't really serve two masters, he's kind of trying to help his followers set priorities. And then he says, therefore, therefore, don't worry. Therefore, what you prioritize is directly connected to what you worry about. Think about that for a minute. Our priorities and our anxiety, they they go hand hand in hand with one another. I, I've said this before on Sunday mornings when we're together at Westminster, but, but if you're curious about what your priorities might be, I'd, I'd ask you to, to spend some time thinking about where your mind goes when you're sitting in idle. And what I mean by that is, what do you think about when you're, you're crossing the street? What do you think about right before you fall asleep at night? What do you think about when you're walking in your neighborhood? Where does your mind go when you're sitting at idle, with all that's going on globally, and, and while we have more time to sit idly at home, what are you spending your time thinking about? W- whatever it may be, that, that tells you something about your priorities. That's what you what you worry about tells you something about your priorities. So Jesus uses birds and lilies and grass in the field to make a point. Worrying doesn't change anything. It, it, it's a teaching method that was, was common for rabbis during Jesus' day, where, where they would, uh, a teacher would, would make an, a point by, by exaggerating and comparing something of, of little significance to something with a lot of significance, something that was, was very important. So, so worry, it might get us worked up, or, or it might completely paralyze us. It might completely freeze us in our tracks. But worry itself doesn't actually change anything. It doesn't change anything in our lives. The truth that God is in control, that that God holds the whole world in God's hands is true. It remains true even in the midst of a pandemic. So with the birds, there's an economic and a vocational message. It's essentially saying this. If God takes care of the birds who are free to fly around, who are free to, to fly around and, and, and find their food, to do what they were created to do, won't he also take care of you? The point here isn't that we don't need to work what we do. God, God created each of us with gifts and talents and, and to do what we were called to do. And, and this isn't saying just sit back and, and do Nothing. In the same way that, that birds don't, don't sit around and wait for God to bring food and place it into their, their mouths, we are called to do something. To do something with what God has given us. Some way to contribute to our communities, to use our gifts in this world. But that doesn't mean we need to obsess over our work or, or check our portfolio every single hour to see how it is doing. I know that might sound crazy or, or even insensitive with all that's going on uh, with our, our economy globally right now. Uh, a lot of people are struggling. Businesses are, are closing and, and businesses are taking hits left and right. And, and there's a lot of fear about what life looks like after whatever it is that we are going through. What What does life look like? And what's next? And and Jesus says, you can't add another hour to your life by worrying about it. You can't add another hour to your day by worrying. God takes care of the birds who have a purpose just like you and, and just like me. And God will take care of us as well. And then Jesus turns to the, the lilies in the field and the, the grass in the field. Uh, about a year and a half ago, fires raged throughout all of the Conejo Valley. And when I've talked about other pastors who don't live in our area that are, are trying to navigate this, this world that we're in today, where they're not allowed to meet together publicly in worship, I've said, hey, we've, we've done this before here in our community. Unfortunately, we, we have. And we survived. We're not the same as we were before November in 2018. There there are plenty of people in our neighborhoods, plenty of people who are near and dear to us, who who lost homes and who haven't been able to to rebuild yet. But as a whole, I I don't think it's a stretch to say that our community is, is stronger today than it was in 2018. When I think about Jesus' line here about lilies and grass in the field, I can't help but picture how green the hills were uh, in the Conejo Valley uh, a few months after those fires. It didn't take that long for life to be found everywhere around us. God literally took what was dead and lifeless and made something new, made something beautiful. And I believe it's going to happen again. Jesus is encouraging his first followers to to not lose heart, to stay the course and to hold fast to their faith. If God takes care of the fields, if he brings new life to the fields, he's going to take care of his followers as well. Our whole world needs to be reminded of, of that truth today, really. God takes care of us. God will continue to take care of us. Jesus ends his his words on worry by calling us to seek God's kingdom above anything else. And and then he he doubles down on the idea that worry doesn't add anything to our lives. And he kind of paints this big picture. He he says this, don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will will have its own troubles. Don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will have its own troubles. It's today has enough. Today, there are enough troubles for us. Ain't that the truth? So my encouragement or my my takeaway for us this weekend and really for this entire season, for as long as we're going to be journeying through it, is to stay in the moment. To to stay in the day. To not get too preoccupied with what's, what's coming next, but to recognize that God holds what's next in God's hand in the same way that God holds today in his hand. Stay the day, take each hour, take take each moment, and do what you can with it, recognizing that God is in control of the rest. Let's pray. Gracious God, in this time of uncertainty, in this time of fear, remind us that, that you hold us in your hands, remind us that you hold this world in your hands. We pray these things in your name. Amen.